Hello and welcome to the Love Boat, a Vikings podcast. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, with me, Preet Carter. And this week we have special guest, mentor, podcast extraordinaire, Cy Amundsen. Hey, Cy, how's it going? I am doing well. How are you guys? We're doing excellent. Very excited to talk actual Vikings news this week. Yeah, I was just going to say, I thought I was coming on here to do something insane and silly, and now we have... (laughs) We have actual Vikings things to discuss. It was, was we were we were bound to have Vikings things given how much stuff they have to do this off season, but it looks like we we are in the throes of it. Oddly enough, this seems like the first season we actually have like this is the new manager's season. Like it was a transition before, and now we're actually making changes. We've seen it already with the Eric Kendricks cut, but. First headline of the day, K.J. Osborne, this is just out of nowhere, K.J. Osborne pulled a man from a burning car in Austin, Texas with three other people. Well, did you see this? And Are we think? really starting? I mean, I get it. It's saving someone out of a burned car, but they caught Eric Kendricks. Yo, that's next. This Dick, is like, I'm not, this nope, is like I'm headline. hijacking the show. I'm hijacking it. <laughs> I expected this. <laughs> it took long enough. Took, it Preet, took a minute and Preet a half. doesn't have the balls to interject at all when his <laughs> hero is on the podcast. Hero, hero, hero. Like seriously, you should hear Preet talk about Sai. But yeah, no. Well, hey, here's the thing. I need it. I'm a very insecure person, and my love language is words of affirmation. So none of that bothers me at all. Uh, but look, hold on. I, we got to start with Kendricks, dude. We got to start with Kendricks. They cut. This is a dude who, like, I get it. And I think what your point is really good, Matt. It's that, and I've been saying this forever. This this year is the first year that they're running the team. Like last year, it's kind of like in college when, you know, you come in and you're you're playing with other people's recruits. You can only do so much in that first offseason. You know, they got Zadarius Smith, they got Hicks, they, eh, they drafted some guys, then they traded for Hawkinson. But now it's like, now we're going to see what it looks like. And I kind of personally love that, for years we've been doing this kick the can down the road where we extend our veterans and extend them deep into their careers and give them these long contracts. And everybody's like, we're cap geniuses. And Brzezinski is that dude is a cap genius. Right. Right. But that methodology that the old regime was doing, I don't, you know, I don't know that it was paying off in any, like, I, I feels like there might be a ceiling on that. So it's going to suck to see some of these guys go, but Dude, I don't know. Kendricks. So I, I've worked for the I work for the Vikings and I got to do stuff with Kendricks. You know, shows and things like that. He's the best, man. Like of all the people, if you're someone who gives a shit about off the field stuff, you know, uh, if you care about the community, if you care about players being role models, uh, man, that dude is an ace. And so I think just from a personal standpoint, it's a bummer to see him go, especially also he was like, this is what do you guys think? And I'm especially curious, Carter, because he doesn't give a shit about the Vikings in theory. But like. (laughs) Is this one of those cases that the Vikings are in such a shitty cap situation that. Somebody's going to get a badass fucking linebacker like this isn't Patrick Peterson at the end of his career two years ago, Eric. Eric Kendricks was an all pro a couple seasons back, three seasons back as, as recent as before this past season, he was the best covering linebacker of running backs almost in the NFL. Like it doesn't feel like he fell off. 
Yeah, I'm going to uh, be real. I think I he's still disagree. capable, but I think the problem here is for some reason this defensive coaching staff thinks he's not a good fit. He was a little bit overpaid, but I was kind of on the boat to keep him. But Preet, you go ahead and say your piece. Uh, I disagree. I just want to point out something funny. Yesterday, me and Cy were on the phone, and he, uh, I was like, yeah, Kendrick is probably going to get cut. And Cy convinced me. He's like, no, he's not getting cut. And I was like, yeah, he's not getting cut. I woke up today. The first thing I see on my phone is Eric Kendrick's <laughs> cut, which is hilarious. I didn't say he wasn't getting cut. I said it wasn't a good move to cut him. I didn't like <laughs> the move. Uh, but I honestly, I'm fine with it. I look back at one play in specific, and this might be stupid using this one play to sum up Eric so Kendrick's entire, you know, that's in a nutshell. One obscure play from whatever, whatever comes was, after this next sentence is stupid. For sure. It was the it was in the playoffs. It was the Giants. It was a third and one jet sweep. Kendrick's oh. identifies it perfectly. <laughs> he identifies it perfectly, but he's not able to make the play. And it was Matt Breed. And it's like. It is almost like a, a case coaching of play issue no, no, no. He, that. no, no, no. The coaching was perfect. You don't he was need in the backfield. Linebackers, no, no. He was in the backfield. He was ready to make the play. Matt, it's like <laughs> trust Preet. He knows the coaching was perfect. No, His he, he literally... knowledge identified <laughs> he was what was backfield. happening, and he knows the coaching was perfect. He was in the backfield, and he just like it was like notorious the... Ed Donatel defender. The mind was willing, but the body was like weak in that case. And I was just like, well, damn. But also, I just don't think he is a good fit with Flores. Flores likes downhill attacking linebackers. And I'm not sure if Kendrick's really ever fit that system as well. Honestly, do... Hicks almost fits that better, which we'll probably talk a little bit about. Weirdly, probably yes. He probably does. But I mean, it also, if I'm just going to say like, you know, one good, like good thing about Eric Kendrick's after, you know, kind of shitting on him. I want to say my favorite play of all time. One of my favorite plays of all time is when he covers Devontae Adams down the seam step for step and deflects. And this one, Devontae Adams is undisputedly the wide receiver one, the NFL. And he matches him step for step down the seam. And it was beautiful. And I think I honestly am scared because I think the most likely destination for him is the Cowboys. And they're going to reunite Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks with Micah Parsons. And it Oof. will be, they will look about four years younger and it will be scary. I mean, Bard didn't look that good this year. Bard's got, you know, or he's got, year. those are regenerative or degenerative knee issues. I mean, that dude just, that bar was an all time beast, but when you don't have healthy knees anymore and legs, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so my bad. I'm going to cut you off. I do think it's kind of funny about Kendricks because the way I'm kind of looking at this might be almost like a Jalen Smith type of cut from a few years ago with the Cowboys where they probably saw something we don't and he instantly got worse the moment he was on another team. So I can see something. This is just kind of a predictive type of cut, but obviously it sucks losing someone that that was that important to the locker room. It's unfortunate knowing that, you know, all these fan favorites that have been there for years are just going to be and it's going to be a bloodbath next, this next year. year. Yeah. Oh, dude, I honestly think we're going to lose at least three more fan favorites this off season. Yeah. Just as cap casualties. Well, and we're it's ta- tough losing Kendricks. I, there's just something about having a stalwart middle linebacker on your team that you don't have to worry about. That's under contract. I don't know what he. I guess it's because he's like the captain of the defense, right? I mean, it, it went so that. seamlessly from like Greenway to him. It like kind of just ever since I've been a Vikings fan, I've had one linebacker in the middle, just kind of like he's just a constant. It was Chad Greenway for a long time, then it became Eric Kendricks, and now it's like shoot, unless Brian Osimo is that guy, we kind of don't have anyone right now. But here's the thing, here's here's the deal. This team is in a weird situation, right? Where they tried to after the Minnesota miracle, they did exactly what they should have done. 
when you are that close and you have young talent on good contracts and veterans who are in their prime, go spend on a quarterback, go spend on whatever you think you need. In our case, it was a quarterback and try to win a Super Bowl. That was absolutely the right call. Now, where it went awry and didn't lead to a Super Bowl, some people think is Kirk Cousins' fault. Some people think it's Mike Zimmer's fault. I think an argument can be made if you would have hit on a couple of draft picks. Because when you pay a quarterback, you got to hit on a couple of draft picks, right? And they were like, not doing that for a long time. <laughs> if if in those couple years after the miracle, you would have hit on a stud, like first year, like, oh shit, this dude's a pro bowler defensive. Like, because as the, as Xavier Rhodes got older and caught a bunch of unfair heat because people didn't realize what it's like to be a cornerback in the NFL as you age, right? As these guys went, like, we we just missed that window. And then once we missed that window, nobody thinks they miss it. They missed the window. And so we kept pushing the last few years of Zimmer yeah. and Spielman. And then we also still, like, Spielman's last year, he was a good GM, but that last draft is tough, man. And so now you have, you know, this situation where you have all the remnants of that and all the contracts pushed down the road and you still have the quarterback. And it's just like, I don't even, I'm not even going to begin to pre pretend to know how you navigate something like that, but I know it's going to be ugly, right? I know there's going to be a lot of stuff where I go, ah, fuck that sucks. Or, oh man, I don't, I don't like that. The thing I do know is we got an A on all that grade shit from the league we're the number one destination in the league for players like number one grades by player report cards and and they're doing shit like go like that the flores thing man mm -hmm. the fact that they went out and got flores that like this is a team that's trying to win so and that he wouldn't be here that's huge yeah so i i, I think the big thing is like how what is your guys's threshold for this season, off season, being like, whoa, like if how many players do we lose? Which players do we lose? I've like, been saying tear it down for a while. I want there, them to tear it down. Is there for Carter, Matt? Is there like a limit where you're like, oh man, that like to me, it's Daniel Hunter. Unless Daniel Hunter wants out, you don't trade an edge an edge rusher at that age with that level of ability, especially when it was clear he didn't fit in Donatel's system, and you got a new guy coming in, like. That's that's my only like I also I'm the only person on the planet who wants to keep Dalvin Cook for another se season and see what happens. But Daniel Hunter is like kind of the only one where I would go, really, Daniel Hunter. Because how many how many superstars can you take off the worst defense in the league and and recover? You know, <laughs> oh, but I think part of that is you want them to tear it down and get younger. I honestly never thought I mean, looking back in hindsight, that miracle team was never just one piece away. They clearly had. I'm mean, looking back at it. You can now see there. There are a couple of gaps they could have filled. They in. were like one lucky drive. But, one but lucky you can game see away. how that that conclusion could be came. To. You can see. Yeah. I, yeah. No. 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 Hindsight's so 2020. Logical. No. Hindsight's 2020. And I'm looking back at it like. Why? Well, Mike Here's Rimmer a right tackle. Why do all our microphones sound normal and Preet sound? Like look at it. Look at what's on up. his head. He well, sounds yeah, like somebody turned up this. the volume on the grocery store intercom system. <laughs> You know what? I keep sending him links, trying to nudge him to a microphone that's a, a real microphone, not like a kid's toy, and he's not biting. But <laughs> well, Carter's on a headset too, and he doesn't sound bad. like he's landing a, hey, this a was 1980 a Cessna. 
$25 gaming <laughs> headset from Amazon from 2018. Works well, like What the charm. hell? This is like 30 from a week ago. What? Preet, you just bought that? That was a solution? That headset's a solution? <laughs> oh, you should you should have heard the first couple episodes before we started actually like putting this stuff Dude, out. They were using their Mac microphones, which I was actually a little impressed by. Mine but... worked better than Preet's mic. Yeah, so that's, that's, true. that's true. I, I will Fair say, enough. just to tie this back quick to the front office... I'm going to be really looking how they introduce the rookies from the last draft into the defense because right now the draft looks really bad and I'm all for waiting and there's no grades that can be given out yet accurately. But if they're going to shoehorn these rookies that don't have any experience in this defense, especially the new defensive coordinator, it's going to be really interesting to see how they do that. And I personally a red flag depending how they do it. Honestly, I think that these new rookies probably fit a lot better with Brian Flores' system when playing attacking downhill football, especially looking well, at... Well, we need like two or three of them to get healthy first. Yeah, yeah. I think Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth are the two biggest keys, and that's, you know, pre- oh, what are you saying? The two biggest, the two first picks from a draft are going to be the two biggest keys, but... Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what was a good <laughs> from that draft right now with Caleb Evans? That's it, Ed Ingram, right? maybe? Maybe. I don't... Azizio Tomeu? was decent ish. I don't know. Maybe SMO is going to be like, I don't know. I that's feel like the problem. That's why I'm not ready to move on from a lot of superstars yet, because I'm not confident in that draft. I mean, the do you only think... team besides the Patriots and the chiefs that, um, excuse me. I so, so said that wrong. Like every other team, except the Patriots and the chiefs have been bad to be good. And sure. the Eagles are a great example of it. They sacrificed two years to do that. And, like most of the time, you're not just going to plug and play like with Patrick Mahomes or the, thing with the, the New Eagles, England Patriots though, 20 year dynasty, you know, is if Sirianni wins only four game next year, they might move on. They won't. I, I That's the so. trend is they have one rough year and then they move on. But is that even bad, though? No, like, I like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's something that the Vikings like could take on to an extent. I don't I'm think you need at. to blow things completely up. But like if you're if you're not winning a Super Bowl, like and exactly, point, then you're comp- if you when you're competing, but not winning a Super Bowl. I think you might as well try and change some things. I think the 49ers might be like the only exception to that because that's just been a lot of unfortunate luck, you know? I mean, I'm more than happy to blow this thing up and tank for either Drake, May, or Caleb. You say that, but we lose one game out of the Oh, yeah, you're the most reactive person on the planet. Scrolling and talking about how you're down bad and you can't. After the Eagles game this past year in week two, you said that that, like, (laughs) your opinions would not change for the rest of the season. Like, this is a bad team. Guys, like, quit bringing up my takes and making me most, sound irrational. Yeah. We need to have an episode where we sound clip Preet from previous episodes with his takes and how contrary they are to his next week's takes. Oh, yeah. Be it good. would be awful. It would be awful. But no, I've been... This is one thing I'm stirring on is I think we... Uh, I think to be good, you need to be bad at first. And I think that this team's hit its ceiling. I don't think oh, there's... Well, I think they're kind of edging go. into another competitive rebuild, which is red flag number one. A little one, scary. I mean, you gotta be you gotta be bad to be good is a great country music title. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah, brother! I think hell a lot yeah, of brother. They are. Hey, listen here, you gotta. Everybody wants to be good, but you gotta understand <laughs> if you're gonna be good, you're gonna have to go. Mom always them. told hey, me. I'm, I'm even recording from Alabama, so I fit the I fit the trend right now. Yeah, a lot of bad down there. Um, <laughs> so I here's the thing. You. The only thing I'm not on board with is this idea of like, I, I, we talked about this on my show today too, is I don't like the narrative of like, well, if you get rid of Kirk Cousins, what's, what's the plan? 
what's the what's the, like that. that's not an argument it's you you would love joe spinoza you, you'd love him don't know who that is not gonna learn but <laughs> i i just everything comes at a risk and just because you don't know that you like 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 somehow you live in a world where you're going to seamlessly move from good option to good option when you've decided that your good option might not be good enough but you don't want to risk something worse to potentially get something better that's fucking nonsense and I, that's not the front office that's fans but <laughs> the other side of that is i don't want to hear this like if the vikings trade picks like multiple first round picks to go up and get a quarterback i am fucking I don't want to sound like Preet here, but I'm going to get real dramatic and potentially be out. That shit. Really? It doesn't work, Preet. What it, give me the example. Give me the, they, they did not. They did not. We've sell. already used the Chiefs as an example, Preet. But what is the, what's the exception is the thing. What, they give up a f- two firsts and like a third and a second to get to move up to get Mahomes. I think so, it's fair to say that the Vikings are in a good spot to do that. It's just whether or not that works. I, it it doesn't. So Patrick Mahomes worked, and look at every other thing. Trubisky, yikes! But that was Trey like moving Lance. up one pick. Trey Lance, yikes! I just don't like. We're in the end. Build a good team and fucking got find a guy in the second, third, or fourth round. You there are just as many Hall of Famers that have come in later rounds, if not tons more. I know there's more rounds, but it's not like the first round. First round's a fucking crapshoot. At quarterback, and if you swing and miss, by the way, if you swing and miss at a first round pick in the NFL on quarterback, you fuck up an entire window because you have to get that guy on the field, and then you have to give him several years. A Christian Ponder fucked an entire window. Mitch Trubisky, even though the Bears were good, it fucked an entire window. When they fuck up, that's why I love that the Cardinals were like, and I'm not huge on Kyler Murray, but they're like, no, fucking get out of here, Rosen. That's the Jets pulling uh, Zach Wilson. I love that shit because when you swing and miss on a first rounder and you double down by fucking seeing it out for three or four years, like what the fuck is happening in New York right now? Like they might have beat us, but is anybody happy that you're about to pay 30 to 40 million dollars to Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones's agent. That's a nightmare. So I I don't know, man. I, I don't like trading up. And there are a lot of quarterbacks in this league that weren't drafted in the top 10 that I would be super psyched to have. And if you build a good roster, I don't know, man. I just don't, I'm not, I have no interest in trading up for I, quarterback. I, by the way, I would be furious if we would have traded up for Justin Fields. I still don't, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't give up what they wanted us to give up for Justin Fields today, knowing that he was okay last year. I mean, personally, I'd be fine giving that up, just knowing there's a sense of direction this franchise is going with. Because right now, it feels kind of just. But are you little... that insecure? I don't want to. Yes, into... yes. The yes. answer is yes. You need. You're so desperate to know that it's going to be okay that you would give up the potential to know that daddy's holding you tight. Fuck that shit. I'm yes. have that thing. That thing that yes. goes around where it's like, would you rather be? a crappy franchise for a hundred years and have one Super Bowl or be competitive for 50 years, but never make it. I'd rather win one Super Bowl. Probably. Yeah. I, Unless I it wasn't in my life. The goal though. of the sport is yeah. not to go to the NFC championship and lose. Yeah. The goal of the sport is to win the Super Bowl. That's why. Yeah. No, like the whole be bad before you're good. It's kind of cliche, but like, I don't care if the Vikings suck for three years, if they suck for my lifetime, I'd be pretty pissed, but I don't know. 
do I'm, the rebuilds before you just do the competitive stuff they've well, been doing for two years now. In the sense of, you know, speaking in terms of trading up to get a quarterback, I'm just kind of curious what everybody thinks on this. You know, let's say, or not even that the Vikings do it, but just the philosophy of there's guys that, you know, the NFL draft scouts will look at and say like, okay, CJ Stroud is more sure, more so a surefire prospect, but someone like Anthony Richardson and like Will Levis, they have the intangibles and the measurements and stuff. The tools. Which one would you rather the Vikings, let's say they did trade up, like which one would you rather have? Would you rather have one of those guys that is proven or like a risk if you're already risking it to trade up in the first place? But it depends. None are you, are, you, are we keeping are we keeping None Kirk in the situation for the year? <laughs> I'm kind of with you on that one. I I'm I'm not a huge zero of them. You know who you you know who you go up to get in the NFL draft? Somebody who has one of the best arms in the history of the sport. Will we Levis. Talk a, we talk. Come on, son. His Stetson arm is <laughs> Stetson Bennett threw the ball further than that man. <laughs> I mean, he's like nine years older, but I, (laughs) so here's the thing. If you're going to go up and if you're going to get somebody in the first round and you're going to put some capital into someone, that's why I hated the Trey Lance thing. That's why I would have hated the Justin Fields thing. To me, you have to be prototypical size, hand size, arm strength, and you better make damn sure that this dude can process because Josh Allen, like, these these guys, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, John Elway, Dan Marino, Andrew Luck, on and on and on and on and on. The only elite quarterback, like elite, elite like Joe Burrow, game changing quarterback. Well, right? Joe Burrow's hands are really small, so that kind of you say like pretty difficult hand size. But can can he throw it through a fucking wall? That like that dude can put that ball anywhere on the field in rifle fashion, right? Trevor Lawrence. But all these guys are like first overall picks is the problem. Like, I don't think one of those guys. If Aaron Rodgers was the 24th pick. Patrick Mahomes was the 10th pick. Josh Allen was not the first overall pick. What pick did the Vikings have? Like 20. 23rd. 22. So what I'm saying is, like, if you're going to go up and get someone, they better have those things because those are the, like, how many Hall of Famers other than Tom Brady can you name that you don't go, like, that's like one of the best arms I've ever seen in my life. How many are there? Probably none. Demarcus Russell. Drew (laughs) Drew Brees, maybe, right? Like, but what do you think of Drew Brees' arm? Like, there's always he was accurate. He he had the there's always another intangible that makes up for it. Yeah, Tom, nobody processes defenses and reads better than Tom Brady, right? And reacts quicker. But so or like the legs of Lamar or something. My question to you then, Carter, is do either of those guys, any of those guys, scream big size, proper throwing technique, big fucking arm that they can put it all over the field? Do they scream superpower to you? Well, if in terms of like superpower, the one that would sound most like what you had said, except for one aspect which we get into, is probably Anthony Richardson. Because if you look at all of his combine, you know, intangibles, dude's a freak athlete. Had like, what is it, the best athlete score any quarterback's ever had or something like that. Dude was dropping dimes like it was nothing. He ran a great 40, and he hardly even ran the 40-yard dash straight at that point. But the thing is, is like he had doesn't really have amazing processing power, I'd say. But the one thing that it's it's not great. But I will say Florida's offense was so much more pro ready and like pro style with breeds than I think people give it credit for just because of that some of that SEC college football stereotype. 
But like the thing is, is that in itself is such a risk because like he himself, like sure he wasn't on a great team, but like he's just one of those people that shoots up during draft season. You know, nobody during the college football season was really even talking about him as a first round pick. People were like, oh yeah, it's that fun Florida quarterback who might throw three interceptions a game or might throw the most beautiful pass you've ever seen. And if you you know the Vikings, like, are you willing to gamble? to just trade up, trade those picks that can be used for something else in the future or on a gamble itself in a player, you know, and the problem now is Richardson's not getting out of the top five. Most yeah. likely you're going to have to trade two extra first round picks on top of this year's on top of some other stuff on a you're fucking risk. I don't, you, you want me to do that on a guy who you guys who like college football, uh, think that he processes a little slow pass. Uh, I, I wouldn't say slow. I think the the pass. criticism on it is a little lazy. It feels it, most oh, people cool. say a most people say a one or that feels like I want to give up three first round picks for that. <laughs> oh no, it feels like most people say he's like a read and run guy. He's not really that. He, I think most yeah, of the pass. mistakes come from standing in the pocket too long for him. Zero but, yeah. interest in a read and run. guy. Is there someone this year that looks good at twenty two or? I don't think the Vikings, do they have a second no. round pick? We do not. That's TJ Hawkinson's trade yeah. right there. So third round. I mean, it's probably I mean, not going to happen. You could maybe get right, Tanner McKee or Hendon Hooker. Tanner Ho- McKee or Hendon Hooker, but even yeah. then, Hendon Hooker is like 25. He'll be 20. He is a torn ACL. He'll be 26 when he's fully ready. Well, so I have a question for you then. If, you know, one of the quarterbacks fell last year, that being Malik Willis, who was one of those people who had a ton of offseason hype, and he was one of those com- combine guys that everybody loved and fell in love with at that point. If the Vikings had used their third round selection or even their second round selection on Malik Willis last year after him dropping, would you have been happy with that, even if it didn't work out? Um, I I like in this specific. So you're asking kind of two questions, I think, with this question. Mm-hmm. One is what philosoph- if we drafted Kellen Mond. Yeah, yeah. Philo- philosophical. And that's so, yes, Kellen Mond that it sucks. It burns. It's practically a flyer, though, when you're concerned. But we took a, a flyer. Yep, we took a flyer. It didn't work out, and our franchise is not set back because we missed that pick, right? Mm-hmm. And now, in in the specifics, I had people who I trust who weren't believers. They didn't believe that Malik Willis processed like a Patrick Mahomes does, like mm-hmm. even a Justin Fields does, right? Even and, a Trey Lance does. Yeah. Guys who have gone in those those places. So I think the 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 buzz out of the combine was his measurables, and the quiet conversation was his. I mean, dude, when your quarterback goes down and you get replaced by Josh Dobbs because they yeah. can't like. <laughs> yeah. I think there was probably a lot of uh, truth to what was being said there. So philosophically, yeah, give me. Some, I mean, Russell Wilson. Dude, Russell, everybody's shitting on Russell Wilson because he had a bad year. You're trying to tell me you wouldn't kill to have the first 10 years of Russell Wilson's career for the Minnesota Vikings? No, no I would, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of the discussion about replacing Kirk amongst fans especially is... Russell Wilson is still so rare, yeah. too. Yeah, that's also... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like... I, th- I agree with what Sai is saying, though, is you should take a risk on a quarterback... Or not even not a risk, but you should take a quarterback in the mid to late rounds every single year. What about what? Yeah, that's what Belichick does. Is he yeah. takes a mid round, late round, mid late round, yeah, every year almost, and then he turns that into assets or yep. a solid backup or yeah. a bridge. Like look at Bailey Zappi; he's probably the second best quarterback from this class, and the first is who Brock Purdy. But that's that's my whole philosophy on on how teams should be run, and no one will do it, and they, they can't because 
your job depends on success. But if, if there were, if there was like no job, like, Hey, we're going to fire you if you don't succeed, here's how I would run a team. I would like, let's say I'm starting from scratch with the Vikings, right? And this is nothing against Kirk. I would move off of Kirk as soon and easily as possible, right? He's gone. And I would go out and I would get a journeyman. And maybe it's a good journeyman. Maybe you can convince Garoppolo to come in at a low enough number that's below a certain percentage of your salary cap. Maybe you get somebody else. Maybe they don't end up being very good. But I save all that money there and I start building a roster just like the Philadelphia Eagles did. And when I and I just keep taking swings at quarterbacks. And here's the thing. I'm going to try to hit one in the second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever round, sixth, or I don't care. And if I hit one, I'll put him, we draft a guy when I feel like he's got a chance to start, I'm going to let him give it a run. And if he succeeds in his first year or two, you've got two more years of a good, like Jalen Hurts's ca- yeah, salary was, cap hit. It's like, two million. Patrick, not even. Dude, here's, when you go back, I talk about this on my show all the time. I'm fucking annoying about it. But when you go back and you look at like the amount of quarterbacks who aren't named Tom Brady, who've won a Super Bowl not in their first year or at the very end of their career when they're just hanging on barely, like Aaron Rodgers' first year. Patrick Mahomes won his in the first year, right? Like so many guys who win their Super Bowls, they win it on their first contract. Russell Wilson won his on his first contract, right? And so you try a guy, and if if he's, here's the thing, if you're in year three or four and he's Daniel Jones or Mitch Trubisky or any of these guys that are average, you cut bait. Even, even Dak Prescott, gone. And you just draft again. And that way you always have a roster. And then if in that process, somewhere along the line, you go, oh shit, we drafted a Hall of Famer. Now you change your philosophy and you build around your quarterback. Because unless you have a quarterback who drives wins, you can't pretend that you have a quarterback who drives wins. And there are what? Four quarterbacks in this league that drive wins? Six? You got Mahomes. Rodgers was doing it up until last year. Josh Allen. Burrow. Herbert, Herbert, yes, ish, borderline. He's still on his rookie contract. Burrow. I'll give it to T Law too. T Law, I think, drives wins. Well, Burrow. let me. Can I just, Trevor Lawrence? We're heading that direction with in. Trevor. Are Lawrence. the Eagles the only team kind of doing this right now? No, I was about to say size. They just, basically, they just did it brilliantly describing because yeah, they're going to no. pay him a shit ton of money, and I, I'm not. It's like that. That roster is one of the most berserk rosters. Yeah, NFL yeah right has seen I was going to say, time. you legitimately described what Howie Roseman did when he moved on from Carson Wentz and brought in. I feel like the Hertz. Titans are trying to do what you're saying and failing. Yeah, like, that's probably pretty true. Um, I'm just trying to think of other teams doing this because, I mean, the Titans had a little amount. Of I think success. we kind of tried to do with Kellen Mond and then we realized, oh, shit, he's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, but they have to keep doing it. Yeah, they're, they they're, they're not going and to. And Kirk was a really good bridge guy i mean he's a franchise quarterback i guess but i mean he's been right here for now seven with his current, with his current contracts and he keeps getting these dumb one-year two-year extensions he's a bridge guy right they yeah him long term if they the, the thing i'm kind of happy about is he said that he's not open to another short-term extension good so he's not going to get another one year That's and the vikings have yeah and the vikings front office have said they're not gonna they're, they don't plan to extend him long term so Hopefully we can see them at least take a risk in the mid round this year, maybe on a Tanner McKee or a Hen Hooker and see what happens from there. 
I mean, they need assets on this team still besides quarterbacks. So I don't know if this. Year's yeah, and the problem is we only have four picks. It's it's, it's such a quarterback heavy day with the Derek Carr and Geno Smith news. We're all like hyper focused on that right now. It I is, feel. and it's kind of relevant because they both just got extensions. And they're yeah. making about as much as Kirk is right now. I mean, here's the thing: is the thing the Viking Quasi probably regrets the most right now is giving Kirk that no trade clause. Because let's say Rodgers goes to the Raiders. I don't know how much the of a Jets are a perfect. I think it's a pretty big factor, but I think if Kirk knows he can make more money, he's down to accept a trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hopefully. I mean, I'm. I think I don't think this. I know tra- no trade clause just allows you to decide the place you want to go to. I it mean, means if they want to trade you and you don't like the suitors, you can go no trade clause. Because here's the thing: no one's going to want to stay in a situation where they're not wanted. Unless the other situation is worse. That's I mean, just, that's just life. I mean, not I mean, there's no argument to that. Well, I, I feel kind of like Derek Carr re- rejected a trade to the Saints literally like two weeks ago. And then he gets cut and signs with the Saints. But he, that has but that has nothing to do with I mean, he's making what we're more money talking now. about. He's, he's making more money. But all that has to do with is why would he fuck over the team that he's going to in an asset sense? When he held the upper hand with his no trade clause, can get released and then choose his suitors, let other teams raise up his like that. That's not a relevant comparison to the Kirk Cousins situation. Yeah, you know, that's fair. I was wrong about Eric Kendricks. (laughs) I'm right about that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give that to you. I just don't I like I and I but I don't think Quasi, you know, I don't think he made a mistake. I'd like what are you going to do? Like. To the point that we've been making, they walked into that offseason last year and you go, everybody thought we could go win again next year. And I appreciate that effort. And it was a really, really fun season. But like. That was a roster that was built a very specific way based off a team that almost went to a Super Bowl a lot of years ago. And you're paying, Tom talked about that, you're paying those debts off now. And there's not an easy way to pay debts off. Let me ask you this really quick then. And this is, I don't even know if it's worth talking about, but I want to know, what if we had stayed in a 4-3 defense or had a really competent defensive coordinator last year? What if they didn't try to force a round peg in a square hole like we've been seeing all year? We'd probably make the NFC Championship. Was that a dumb move by this front office? In hindsight, probably. Hiring Donatel? Yes. Or enforcing these players, this personnel, into a 3-4 when they were clearly built for a 4-3 in a different scheme, it seems like. And also, the players they drafted were the exact opposite of what Donatel was looking to run. They got aggressive. Well, I don't know if they were planning on keeping Donatel long-term. I think the front office and the ownership... They wanted a transition guy. They wanted a veteran coach in this. Yeah, and I, I... how do you deal like how, if you're a rookie coach, don't you want like because they had a relationship, you know, <laughs> and don't you want one of your mentors and a guy who's done it before? Right. You know, and I I think I wasn't a huge. Not any of us were like, yay, Ed Donatel. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know how much you can put that against them in their first. Like if that's the worst decision they made. And then at the end of the year, they went, oops. And they like, no, I like thing. that. That's a good if move. you're if you're Green Bay and you're sticking with Joe Barry. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's you got to be really impressed with the Vikings where Matt LaFleur is like, nope, Joe Barry's my guy. I'm I'm going <laughs> to despite underperforming with a unit that has, I don't know, Carter, you kind of write about the Packers. What fucking seven 
first or second round picks on their defense. Oh yeah, the talent's insane. Like the so, potential's unreal. At, at what point is that? Were they just not as good as we thought they were because they always had a great offense on the other side of the football? Or Joe Barry, who's been bad essentially any time he's been in the defensive coordinator role? Like, what are you doing? How do you stick with that dude? I mean, the fact that they are is. I, I I don't Crazy. know what to say. Especially the, you so the, say it's like the a, ability to cut losses is really yeah. appreciated, and I think it's underrated. Also, it's weird they're sticking with him, especially since they have like a Wisconsin legend coaching in Madison right now without a job in Jim Leonard, who's a great defensive yeah. mind. Yeah, I don't weird. know about the idea of hiring a local legend, but no, he, no, he that well, always it was works like... out. <laughs> I can't wait till Adam Thielen's head coach in twenty sixty five. Yeah, and then Young Gravy's the offensive coordinator. Okay, I'm kind of down with that. <laughs> um, I want go just one thing really quick. What do you guys think Kirk Cousins is worth at the end of his contract, knowing that Derek Carr and Geno, Geno Smith are getting paid as much as he is earning now, basically? Worth to the Vikings or worth to any other organization? What's, what kind of contract is he going to pull when he's a free agent? Two years, and $95 million. Whoa. Two years, $95 million. Yeah, I mean that's not seven and a half million dollars. Well, how much is Deshaun Watson making? Fifty. I think allegedly he's renegotiating that right now, but I'm not sure what the it is per year. Okay, it's something like fifty. There's going to be a lot of if Daniel Jones gets forty five in this hypothetical, he does. I mean, mean, that that is like the break of the quarterback market if he gets that. If he gets thirty nine, it goes two years ninety. I think that's the lowest you'd take is two years ninety or eighty seven and a half. Then the salary cap could look completely different. The uh, salary cap's going to be too. different, but Kirk, I think the Vikings kind of proved Kirk Cousins isn't the guy that's going to take you all the way. Isn't he going to get like a Derek Carr contract? Derek Carr got 270, but also I feel like Derek, the Saints were just in a much rougher but Derek position. Derek Carr got 4150. He got it's It's, it's 4150, but it's essentially a, it, the, the back two years are like There's minimum guarantees. Yeah, it's minimum guarantees. He's getting paid 50 next year, I think. Yeah, it's two seventy basically. What's the uh, how does Gino's contract lay out over the three years? Oh no, I can, I'm sorry, I mixed that up. Gino's getting paid. Gino's getting paid. That's what I thought. That's why I was so confused because I yeah, thought no, we said I mixed that. it up. Yeah. Gino's getting paid fifty million upfront next year. That's and then wild. It goes down. That is wild. I don't know. You what better. You better hope that year wasn't. You know, a wasn't a fluke. That's a lot of money. I'm not. I'm not yeah. a Gino Smith believer. That's kind of crazy. I, I didn't. I was one of the people who was still not writing back. So. But it, yeah, no, you're, no, you're you're writing. He's oh, not writing. writing excuse me, I his mind is still surpassed me. <laughs> it's, we got it. It's one of those things where Gino has to like he has to work out because if you load that money in the first year, your hope is that then you have him the next two years at a better deal and he's still performing well. I so think you, that's what. It is. But like, even if he even if he doesn't, you have the picks from the trade. You can always swing for a QB, and they're in a perfect spot to swing. I mean, dude, I'm a Drew Locke believer. <laughs> you, and, you and like three other people dude has the most swag of any quarterback in the league yeah most underrated like, swag. Joe Burrow? Like white guys that are horrible to hang out with drew lock is like <laughs> seems pretty cool carter carter goes to auburn <laughs> l- 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 the jokes write themselves there so. yeah yeah, I was yeah about that's to what i've always said joe burrow joe burrow is i get that he's sports cool but i don't know man that's like i watch a fucking dude show up in a fur coat <laughs> he's like, like responsible cool because he just goes home and hangs on the he's nfl he, he like plays he's like NFL Super Smash as his away game routine or something like that mm-hmm. on the airplane or something like that he's I a think. responsible king 
Still sleeps in his parents' bedroom with all the Star Wars stuff up. Just like Kirk Cousins can, in his sick van. I can respect <laughs> I think Kirk Cousins <laughs> traded in the van, he said, but yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, on that, Carter, why don't you introduce Super Grumman of the Week and we will start closing out the show. Of course. Super Grumman yeah, of our week. I can't believe is... I have to be a part of this. <laughs> Savor it. Savor yes. it and enjoy it. <laughs> you can tell he listens because he's not excited. Yeah. Super Grumman of the Week is our seg. I got I to gotta hand this one up now. Super Grumman of the Week is our segment where we get to talk about anything that is not related to anything else that we had just talked about. Coined by Antonio Brown, he stormed out of MetLife Stadium. And my Super Grumman of the Week is uh, Robbie Cough Cough Chosen Anderson and really the Panthers for just fleecing the Cardinals the moment they saw the cracks start to form and, you know, shoot out a coach trade him away get I forget what the pick was but clearly I mean it was worth it I think he had like three catches on the year or something like that and it just kind of seems like he really is slowly turning into sideshow Bob more and more every single time and I know that's the layup joke to make there but he really started he's more so what people say that Aaron Rodgers is turning into in this kind of loony Ben type of we forget that he once told a police officer for pull after the officer pulled him over for speeding that he was really going to quote him. Uh, yes. I'm going to quote him. Cause he said he would quote nut in his wife's eye, which is just, uh, his, <laughs> I don't understand how, why we don't, under, how we don't, how we think Robbie Anderson's like a sane person. I mean, uh, I just want to let that one hang for a little bit. I can, we appreciate <laughs> I Googled Robbie Anderson and the SEO has already changed his name to chosen. And yeah, the first hit when you Google him is Fox News saying Cardinals Robbie Anderson appears to change his name yet again. Yeah, he changed it last year from Robbie with an E-I to Robbie with a Y. Oh my gosh, I forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Okay, well, I want to go because I'm curious to see what Preet says last and how Cy reacts. Uh, my nomination for Super Gremlin of the Week is just the quarterback class. There's two big hits that I just caught my eye this week and one cj stroud said deshaun watson michael vick are two quarterbacks that he looks up to i don't really want to add anything up to that one but i thought it was interesting and will levis is reportedly deathly afraid of milk which i can kind of relate to but not to the extent of his but then he definitely loses me when he admits that he puts mayonnaise in his coffee so i don't know know if the questions that the gms are asking these guys are getting weirder like is there an analytic about his well, I don't know. Maybe he's not getting enough protein. His bones aren't strong. The calcium's missing in his in his workout regimen. But I feel I like why that... these are coming out now is it the social media? The, the, the coffee mayo thing has been a thing with him since he was at like Penn State. Oh, okay, okay. That's so been a little bit a of backstory. I believe the milk thing, as far as I've heard, I had not heard that before. A few that days came ago. out during the combine, yeah, interviews. <sighs> Yikes! That... Well, that guy leading your franchise. No, I, I'm rethinking well, everything. That one I said. report that Quasey had asked Stroud to hold a football, right? I didn't see that, but I did see that uh, apparently Cal- or Kevin O'Connor, not Kevin O'Connor. What's our coach's name? Why am I- oh, Kevin O'Connor. Don't, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Damn it. <laughs> Kevin O'Connell is apparently infatuated with both Will Levis and uh, Anthony Richardson, which is, you know, Sai might be in for a rough draft night. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Preet, who is your excellent submission this week? 
Oh my god, it's already horrible. I am reading the doc and I It's a unnamed NFL exec. So uh Matthew Barry is a uh, reporter for you know, he just reports on NFL stuff. And he was saying that Alan Lazard's gonna have a big market this season this offseason, potentially That's for the Chiefs and the Ravens. And he said he heard an unnamed NFL exec say, quote, My nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. And that is that's not the haiku that's of the century. Kind of a bar. I don't know what it is. It it's, is. It's like a, a children's book title. <laughs> My nipples are. I don't know about a children's book, but got that right. What you're saying. My yeah. nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. He's just. Well, and I mean, just to I don't want to ruin your super gremlin, but this is the same NFL exec who said his butthole <laughs> is starting to furl for Joey Burrow. So I mean, maybe he knows. Maybe this is a guy who really knows stuff. Yep. Yep. For sure. Alan okay, Lazard I'll... breakout season, baby. Okay, do you want me to do one of these super gremlins? Of course. I figured you'd have one off the cuff by now. Okay, I am going to go for super gremlin of the week. Uh, The fact that you guys are still doing this fucking bit. (laughs) All right, Preet. What's the thing you normally say at the end of the show? Uh, You've just completed your voyage on the love boat. We don't take criticism well, Cy. Now, see, that's fine, but (laughs) you need to take this and you need to put it in your stomachs and let it sit in your belly for a while because of the worst bits that are on sports podcast, like in the sports podcast entertainment world. And I, I own, I don't know, 15 of the top 20. I have two <laughs> fictional realtor brothers named Ken Dallas. Both of them are named Ken Dallas. You like Ken Dallas's? Who are married to one another and run a realty company. That's one of the bits I'm running on my show right now. So I say this as someone who is, what the happened with the Hardell one, family? The number one offender up, of this cook. type of stuff. And uh, you need to shoot this thing dead. Um, and I appreciate week? that you won't, but you need to shoot it fucking dead. What do you do to gremlins? You need to pour some water on this shit. It's time to dump <laughs> We're in the new it. era of young people who have not seen gremlins. What if... Yeah, um, I was about to say the only reference they understand is a rap song and then Antonio Brown yeah, storming the, the out of the The temptation just to start playing the rap song into the mic was pretty <laughs> strong right there. It was for me too. I'm not gonna lie, I had it pulled up. If I kept going, I was gonna do it. Super Gremlin another week, Sai. On that note, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on another edition of Super Gremlin. Goodbye.